Welcome to episode 5 of Writing Walks. I'm your guide, Alexi Talander. It is February 6, 2020, 8.52 a.m. And today I am at Spring Lake Regional Park. Today I'm going to be talking about, firstly, writing goals, and then a little later, writing situations, and then I'll be ending it up with a recommendation. Writing goals is a hefty subject. It carries a lot of baggage. So the first point I think I want to make about writing goals is you should really only come up with writing goals if they're going to work for you. You can definitely try them out for a first time and along the way, earlier on, middle way through, if you find out they're not really working for you at all, it's fine just to abandon it and try something else or not go with it at all. But I feel when one sets writing goals, one can feel pressured and stressed by them. And for some people that works well. Uh, I work pretty well with deadlines and goals to shoot for when I want to do them. But for some other people it can just be more stressful and then you, you mull over it and think about it and worry about it to the point where you're focusing more on worrying about the goal than actually doing any writing and instead you just procrastinate and do something else. So if you haven't done anything goal-oriented before like that, it, you can try it out, but um, don't feel bad if you can't stick to it or if it doesn't work for you. There are a million different ways of working your writing, of applying structure and deadlines and goals to your writing. But there's a million different ways for a reason, and that's because they don't all work for everyone different things work for different people. Over the last like five to ten years I've been doing usually at the beginning of the year in January setting myself writing goals. Firstly I remember when I first started kind of doing it I'd set myself, I had, that was when I had a blog too, I'd set myself lofty goals like four or five big goals to shoot for the year and then by the end of the year as time was running out I'd get, start getting stressed out about it because I had maybe one or two of those goals done and the other ones just weren't going to happen. 
and it was a learning process. That's another thing with writing goals too, is that it might work for you, but it might not work quite in the way you first did it. So you can adapt it each time to suit your needs. And that's what I've learned over the years of doing it is just giving myself not too much to do. You can set it up where you have just a few goals to shoot for and then you can have a few bonus items so that way if you do get through your goals you got some extra things to do. There is something to be said when you complete that goal. That first item off the list, it does feel great. You feel a thrill, a little sense of accomplishment, and you feel encouraged to keep on going and go on to the next one and that you're you're making headway. And that's the thing with writings that you always feel like you need to make headway, that you need to keep going, that you have something you're shooting for because you want to see results. And it can be a tricky thing with writing because the writing might not be coming out the way you want it to, or you might be forcing it, or you might not just find that you have the idea you thought you did. And that can definitely be discouraging along the way. I have found that I need to be in the right firm mind to do certain projects. So I can have that writing goal, but I'll usually set like all my writing goals for the year. So it won't be like, I need to have this writing goal done by February or March. Um, if there's a deadline coming up for that specific goal that I need to have it, I'll do it that way. But for the most part, if it's just something I want to achieve for that year, I'll just say, by the end of the year, I want to have it done. If I get it done by March or April, that's awesome. That's out the way, and then I can move on to the next one. But I don't want to force an idea, force a, a deadline on myself that I might not be ready for. I have found that stories and ideas sometimes need to percolate in my mind. Or I'll have the idea and I might want to start writing the story right away. But at other times I can feel it's not quite ready yet, that I haven't fully developed it. And that's when I'll need to just give it time. A week, a month, whatever it takes, kind of. Um, even if it means going on walks and, and developing it more in my head. I'll need to give it that bit of time so that, that way when it's ready that's when I can sit down and start writing because otherwise I'll be forcing the idea and it won't come out the way I want it to. It will become something different which can sometimes be good but for the most part it's not the idea I originally wanted so that's why I want to give myself time and that's why I feel it is important to set yourself goals and possibly deadlines that work for you. Over the last few years, I haven't really done goals so much because I've just been so busy with various podcasts, mainly with Ostium and just different things going on. And it's been a case where I've had to rearrange constantly and adapt. Um, this last week, I'd set myself kind of my ongoing schedule for the week for the rest of the year of what I was going to do each day because I have Ostium to work with and other podcast projects. I have my novel I want to work on. Um, 
so I set it for this week all with the goal of starting it this week and plans changed things changed in my life uh, I ended up working late one day I was exhausted after that couldn't do the work that night uh, now recently the last few days I've had a deadline thing come up that I'm gonna be working on today so that's gonna change what I want to do today one thing I've learned over years as a writer is that you don't have to take things so seriously don't take them to heart too much and this definitely applies to writing goals this week I've basically thrown that schedule out that I made for the week but I am fully confident next week barring any unexpected events I'll go straight back to that schedule and try and stick to it the best I can for the rest of the year it's okay to change and adapt and customize your writing goals and your plans for yourself and for specific projects and it's okay halfway through the year to acknowledge this one item on the goal list you aren't going to do this year you aren't going to hit that goal you want or you're just not ready for it yet you don't want to do it you can strike it off the list and add it to the following year or something like that down the road you do have to acknowledge whether the goals are helping you or not to look at them from an outside view a third person perspective and see are they working for you are they helping you write more are they encouraging you to write are they encouraging you to keep going are they making you excited about writing and wanting to keep coming back to it I feel if any of these are pretty much a hard no then the writing goals maybe aren't for you and that's fine and you can come up with a different system nothing set in stone the world and media is full of people telling other people what to do and that's all the more common in writing with people telling other people whether they're writers or not whether they should be writing one of the more common questions you get at uh, author events is uh, after the, the author is introducing and talking about their new novel one of the early well first question will be where do you get your ideas from and the next question is what's your next book you're working on and 99% of the time that author does have another book that they are working on because books get published further down the road way after they've been finished but the author's mindset is all in that current book so they're kind of pissed off I think by being asked What's your next book? What are you doing next? What are you, what's your next thing doing on? And it's definitely a thing that happens with writers where people are always questioning them and telling them what they should be doing and how they should be doing it, whether they're writers or not, whether you should be writing every day, all these different things. And again, for some people, they might like that. That might work for them to encourage them. Instead of writing goals, they like being told people what they should be doing and it helps them I don't know if I know of anyone's like that but I guess there's someone out there probably that will work for them but it's all just talk don't let it get to you be the writer you want to be write the way you want to write this novel could take you a year two years it could take you 20 30 years don't let anyone tell you otherwise it's what you want to make it it's what you want it to be and you're going to do it your way because that's your own unique way that no one has ever done before
So writing goals. If you haven't done them before, give them a shot. I'd recommend starting small at first, depending on what sort of project you've got coming up. Uh, I'd say maybe two, maximum three. I can remember the past year doing like, oh, I want to get five chapters done and four short stories and something else done over here. And it was like, I got one short story done and like one chapter. So really, I recommend starting small. And hey, next year, if it worked out well and you get everything, you can add a little more on for it. But that way, when you hit your goals, you'll feel much better than getting to the end of the year and having only half or a quarter of that list done. So start small, two or three goals. And like I said, set up some bonus goals so that that way, if you do get through them all, you got some other stuff you want to work on. Because there's nothing that really beats that feel of hitting that goal, finishing that project, and being able to call it done. It's a great, unique feeling that uh, mainly writers just get to feel when you finish your writing project. Now, writing situations. This might cross a little over into writing spaces, but this came to me when I was thinking about how whenever it's cold and raining, I love the idea of sitting with hot cup of tea and either reading or more importantly writing of the idea of sitting at my computer listening to the rain outside being able to look outside but be nice and warm inside and writing that's i feel like that's like my ideal writing weather and maybe if i lived uh, further north north of california and more the pacific northwest i'd be able to experience that environment more but right now it is what are we in beginning of february and i've got crystal blue skies above me and a hot sun on my back and that's pretty much normal weather for this time of year here so I like the idea of writing when it's raining it seems like the place I always want to be and usually when I'm thinking it it's because I'm out working somewhere in the rain but I don't make that a requirement of my writing in any way same thing for when you want to write in certain situations. You only want to write at certain times of day or in certain places. If you can set those up for you easily, set themselves up for you, set them up for yourself easily, then that's good and that'll encourage you to get more into the writing theme, the writing routine. But if it's something that you have to either wait for, like if I were to wait for the next time it's gonna rain before I write again. It could be weeks. I have no idea when it's going to rain again. And it also could be on a day when I'm working, so I won't be able to write because I'm working then. So don't let that hinder you. Don't let that hold you back from writing, is what I'm trying to say. I'd love to be able to write in the rain when it's raining, but I don't always get the chance to, and I'm not going to let that stop me from writing when I want to write. I'm going to write in any condition. Sun, sleet, or snow. <laughs> Not that it ever snows here. But you can't just wait for the right circumstances to happen, whether it is your writing space or your writing condition, your writing situation. If your computer that you're using, your laptop, is updating windows or updating something and it's not going to be ready for four hours so you're like well i'm not going to write now there's other ways you can write you can use your tablet you can use a phone 
you can use pen and paper. You can just sit and think. You can go take a walk and think about writing. That will all work. But don't let the crux of wanting this situation, this condition, hold you back from writing. Because once you start doing that, the more you do it, the more you're going to fall into that routine, the less you're going to write, and the less you're going to want to write. And you really want the opposite of that. Set your writing goals and your writing plan up without these conditions and these settings. Do it so that you'll just write wherever you are, whenever you are, however you are, so that it gets done. Don't think about what the ephemera of your writing situation is. Just think about the actual writing and doing it. My recommendation for this week is the Witcher book series by Andrzej Sapkowski. This is off of the, well, it came out before the hit Netflix show, The Witcher, which is very entertaining. I really enjoyed it, just powering through all those episodes. And I started reading the books, and they're really engaging. It's your epic fantasy style thing with dwarves and elves and humans and good and bad and magic. But it also feels quite different. The author is Polish, so they're all translated. And I did the uh, audiobook versions. And the audio reader is, does a really good job of giving accents to people and just differentiating everyone and just really giving a feel to the world. So I think the translation is really good, and then the audiobook reader that I have is really good. But the books feel a little different because the author is Eastern European. There's definitely a political and sociological feel with Eastern Europe. With um, the use of certain words, pogrom is one that comes up quite a few times. Uh, a sense of communism a sense of bad things happening and no one being able to do anything about it. It's just a different kind of mindset and feel to it that you don't really get as much in regular Western fantasy. It can be like, you know, classic Lord of the Rings, Robert Jordan, those types of things. So I really recommend the audiobooks. They're really fun. The stories are good. Different things happen that you wouldn't get in your usual fantasy. Uh, the way it's set out is kind of interesting. There's, I think it's a four or five, I think it's a five book, like kind of main arc series. And they're named book one, two, three, four, five. But there are also three kind of short story collections. I, the way I did it was the first two short story collections came out first. Then it was the five book series. And then it was one more short story collection. I ended up reading all three short story collections first. And that, I think, really helped just to give me a feel for the world, all the different characters, what The Witcher was like, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, for the TV series, too, they pull f stories from the first two short story collections. So 
So I'd recommend starting with those and then moving on to the kind of arc series. That's what I've been doing now, and it's really good. That's the Witcher series by Andrei Sapkowski. Uh, I did hear that the print versions are all out of print. I think they're reprinting them, but they've all sold out. So maybe by the time this comes out, they'll be more available, and you should be able to get the audiobooks and definitely the audio. I mean, sorry. You should be able to get the audiobooks and the ebooks, I would think. All right, and I think that wraps it up for today's writing walks. Thank you once again for joining me. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends. If you'd like to write a review, that'd be greatly appreciated on iTunes or wherever you can write podcast reviews. And if you'd like to support the show in any way, I do have a Ko-fi link to my Twitter account, at BookBanter. Or you can also support me on Patreon. Uh, I think it's patreon.com slash alexitalando, but there's also, there'll be a link in the show notes here. Um, I'm also posting photos of all my writing walks I take. I post them on my Instagram and also on the Patreon account. And if you'd like to start supporting me on Patreon and talking about writing or anything like that, I'd be happy to engage with you and try out different things on Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.